figured it out. Voice of reason, the, the solid, hold it down, the beige rage, and the agitator. The Breakfast Club. Everyone just kept telling me to prep for this. One word to describe The Breakfast Club would be black. Impact in the culture. People watch The Breakfast Club for, like, news and really be tuned in, man. I don't even know what it's called The Breakfast Club. It's like brunch. Envy, Yee, and Charlemagne. Wake that ass up, get out of bed, and listen to The Breakfast Club. I'm waking up. Good morning, USA. Yo, 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 Good morning, Angela Yee. Oh, hey. Good morning, DJ MB. I've been here. Charlemagne the guy. Peace to the planet. It's Monday. Good morning. How's everybody feeling out there? How was your weekends? My weekend was great. How was your weekend? I was good. I got back from Atlanta, and yeah, that's it. I was I was happy to be home. Yeah, you were at the <sighs> uh, Mercedes uh, Arena, right? You lived there for a couple of days. I did not live in the arena. <laughs> you, you were there for a couple of days. Is Kanye still there? I'm assuming he's still there. Since yeah. He's still there. Not out yet. He's, he's still, still there. there. He'll be there this week. I tell so you, what is the plan? Thing. If Kanye, do another album? If, if he does this again, if he does mm-hmm. another album, listening party in that stadium, and all of y'all show up, that's just on y'all. Y'all got money to burn. Maybe, Bro. maybe, maybe people ain't doing as bad as I thought they were. Out but here they gave away a lot of free tickets. Oh, they did? Yeah, they did. Oh, okay. Remember, well, he, he gave away all those tickets for the HBCUs the first time around, the second time around, our station in Atlanta. A lot of people were giving away tickets, but they were like $20, $30. $20, but then you go in there and buy $500 chicken wings. You, <laughs> you know don't have I mean? to buy no chicken $750 wings. $750 bulletproof vest. <laughs> Not a mask in sight, though. <laughs> no, people were wearing, there were some people wearing masks. In some. There. Yeah. In that big-ass super spreader event. Come on, now. No, and they were goodness. actually doing um, vaccinations there on site, too. Oh, for real? I didn't, yeah. hear that. I didn't hear that announced. Yes, they were. Were they the Yeezy brand vaccination? So that means they were $750 a shot. No, it was free. <laughs> so the album's supposed to come out on the 15th now, so I wonder if he's going to do one more listening session. Of course he is. And people are going to be there. They're going to run and kick that football. Bunch of Charlie Browns. Not no, mad at him, though. I mean, listen, he's, he's, he has the culture in the palm of his hand in a way that I've never seen before. It's very cult-like. Very, very yeah. cult-like. It is. It is. Well, this morning, Nick Cannon will be joining us. Ah. What was that? What was that for? (laughs) Isn't that your, what is it? He called you his frenemy? That's my guy. I love Nick. Uh, But, you know, the thing is, the views of Nick Cannon uh, do not represent the views of uh, married men like myself. And myself, and myself. I can't right? speak for you. I don't know. Yeah, no, myself. Got, okay, well, you got to you got to give your disclaimer. Then. I got my gave my disclaimer. <laughs> I don't know what he be talking about when he be talking. I just mind my business. Nah, listen, I respect everybody's right to live the lifestyle they want to live. But we'll talk about it when he uh, when he comes next hour. My goodness. All right. Well, let's get the show cracking. Front page news. What are we talking about? Uh, well, let's talk about a black realtor. He was showing a house to a black man and his 15 year old son in Michigan, and the police. Put handcuffs on them. All right. We'll get into that next. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Yo. Morning, everybody. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Steve, J, M, V, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get some front page news. Now, shout out to the USA women's basketball team. They beat Japan 90-75. They, have, uh, they won their seventh straight goal, so congratulations to those women. That's right. Yeah. Drop on the clues bonds for Asia Wilson, 803 Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. Drop a bomb for the whole team, please. Don Staley. And also I mean, the USA men's team. dropping a bomb for the whole team, but you know, I got to salute my, my hometown, folks. 
And the uh, USA men's team, they beat France 87-82. They won their fourth uh, straight goal. So congratulations That's to those right. brothers yeah, as well. Kevin Durant and the Brooklyn Nets. That's right. And salute to Chris Middleton representing that 8-4-3 on that gold team. He had a really championship year. He won a championship and, uh, you know, got a gold medal. Yeah, Devin. shout out to Devin Booker, my light-skinned brother. Drop a bomb. Nah, I'm just kidding. Everybody shout <laughs> somebody else. I figure I would do. All right, what else we got, Yeezy? Well, a black realtor was showing a house to a black man and his 15-year-old son. This was in the suburbs of Michigan. And police officers showed up, surrounded the property with their guns drawn. One of the neighbors called the cops and said that previously there was a squatter who had been in the home with the same car that had gotten, uh, the car had been towed, the individual had been arrested for unlawful entry. According to the neighbor, the homeowner asked him to watch the house. And so he was watching the house and called the cops on this realtor and uh, the, the family that he was showing the house to. Now, here is what realtor Eric Brown has to say about whether or not this was racial profiling. In that moment, it certainly felt that way. It's difficult to justify that type of what I felt uh, a tactical uh, type response. There was a, a strategy there and, and they were surrounding the home. Uh, without 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 our knowledge and we weren't made aware of their presence I don't feel like a home that had been on the market for this length of time mm-hmm. uh, with a number of showings given the the climate and activity in our market that no one else had the that type of or level of force or response um, respond and I bet you all he got was a, I'm sorry we sorry you know what I mean all the trauma that he got to live with after that moment he all he got was an apology if he got that now the you dad know, Roy Thorne had this to say uh, about what happened I was very worried once I saw the two officers with their guns drawn and I saw them doing uh, hand signals. That's when I really got paranoid because I knew once they surrounded the home, they were just preparing for a standoff. And so my instincts told me we need to get out of here. We need to get to where they can see that we're not a threat. I was worried, but I was just more concerned about getting my son out of that situation. Mm, That's a shame. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say the craziest part about that hap- that happened to me actually in New Jersey, Franklin Lakes. I was out uh, looking at a crib and one of the white neighbors uh, see me walk in and called the police and said I was vandalizing. And they did the same thing. They they rolled, rolled up on me and, 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 you know, come outside, ask why I'm in this property. And I tried to buy that house. I was going to actually buy it and rent it out as an Airbnb and do parties on there every night to F up the neighborhood. Because I just thought it was so foul that the neighbors would call the police when they seen a black man, you know, walking through a house. I just thought that was weird. Yeah, and it's a shame that, you know, uh, we, we, we celebrate the fact that, you know, he he, he didn't get, get killed. Like right. We can't even be mad at the fact of what actually happened to him because there's a part of you that's like, well, at least he didn't get killed. But that shouldn't be our mindset. Right. Well, the uh, the Wyoming Department of Public Safety said they conducted an internal review. They said that race played no role in our officers' treatment of the individuals, sure. and the officers responded appropriately. They said, while it is unfortunate and that innocent individuals were placed in handcuffs, our officers responded reasonably and according to department policy based on the information available to them at the time. Sure. Sure, race didn't play a part in it. That was the neighbor. That, that was the reason why the neighbor called, because she seen two black men in that, in that property. So I'm sure it was race. If it was two white men in the property, I'm sure she wouldn't have called the police. She would have been like, oh, they're just looking at the property. Well, did they're the police realtors. respond reasonably, though? No. Because what they were told is someone was breaking in. Uh, you know, they showed up. They put them in handcuffs, released them without incident. Uh, and, you know, they're saying they that's what happens when somebody that's, says there's a break-in. That's the sad thing. Because I think I think if somebody calls for a break-in, that's what they're supposed to do. But if it was no break-in and there was no gun, there was nothing that shows that there was a break-in, shouldn't the person that called the police be arrested? Shouldn't I've, they I've, be? I've seen, something happened to them? I've seen police respond uh, in, 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 in neighborhoods that, that are considered white. 
And Rich actually saw this last week, by the way. Alarm was going off. Uh, you heard, you could hear the voice saying, um, "Intruder, intruder, 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 burglar, burglar. You are mm-hmm. on property that you shouldn't be on." They didn't pull up that way. They didn't pull up with guns drawn. They pulled up, but they didn't pull up with their guns out. They had their hands on their guns, uh, hands on their hip, but they didn't have them drawn already. Now the officers are heard in body camera footage explaining the house had been broken into the week prior, and they acknowledged it appeared to be a misunderstanding. They apolo- They did apologize to them and handcuffed them after a couple of minutes. But that's very traumatizing. And here is the 15-year-old uh, Sam Thorne. In the beginning, when we were upstairs, is when most of the shock and initial fear kind of happened. It went from that there's cops outside to come outside with your hands up. That's pretty much what I felt was just like confusion and shock and fear because I had no idea why they were all down there at that time. Lord have mercy. And then you look at that 15 year old and say, well, how, how was he going to look at, at police officers for the rest of his life? How's he going to look at at mm. white neighbors if he has it for the rest of his life? Because he's going to look like they almost killed me. They could have killed me. They came in that house, guns drawn. How, how's, he supposed to, how's he supposed to feel? I should have stayed home. This is how we starting off Monday morning. I mean, yesterday was a beautiful Sunday. You know what I'm saying? The Lions Gate portal was open. I was manifesting all day today. And then here we come in here this morning talking about this. Well, Got that my is blood pressure up. front page. You news. know what I mean? For all no right. damn reason. Well, get it Go off your chest. Mercy. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, phone lines are wide open. Hit us up right now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I'm dialing. I'm dialing. Hey, what you doing, man? I'm dialing. I'm call, calling you. This is your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. 800-585-1051. We want to hear from you on The <laughs> Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Uh, this is Kobe from Aiken. Kobe, what up? Get it off your chest, bro. Man, I just want to say, man, these white folks doing all this crazy sh- they making everybody look bad. Who's everybody? <laughs> By everybody, you mean other white people? All the white people, yes, man. White people can't even go nowhere without being looked at funny because all these white people out here doing stupid ass well, Are you hit, white? Yes, ma'am. Well, listen, you got to stop cursing, but here's the thing. This is why you have to identify the racist, bigoted white people as crack-ass crackers. Good white people got to draw right. a line in the sand and say, I'm a good white person, you a crack-ass cracker. You're right. That's that, exactly how it needs to be, man. That's right. Don't be. Don't be. Don't let us be the only ones calling racist bigots, crack ass crackers. White people, you got to do your part too. Good white people got to do their yeah, part. Everybody need to play their part. You're that's right. right. Hello, who's this? Good morning, MV. Rick. Rick, what up, King? Rick? What up, Rick? I'm good, man. I was good until I did that depressing uh, story about the relatives. Your phone is kind of breaking crazy. up, sir. I said, people underestimate how traumatic it is to be in handcuffs. Not just handcuffs to have a gun drawn on you and not know whether you're about to die in that moment. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's, that goes without being said. But people feel like, all right, I'm just going to put you in handcuffs for a little bit and then we're going to work this out. Being in handcuffs is probably more traumatic than having a gun put to your head. I don't know about that one, Rick. More traumatic uh, than a gun to one, your head? Yo, I, by the way, the whole situation is so it's so traumatic that yes. people understand that when they call a cop, they're feeling like the cops are coming there to work this out. Being in handcuffs, I mean, I've been in handcuffs numerous times for whatever reason, but yo, just being in handcuffs is so traumatic, and it triggers me every time I hear people say, we're just going to put you in handcuffs for a little bit, and feeling like that. Anybody that calls the cops on me, I can never be friends with you. I can never talk to you. I will never deal with you again, because this is so much trauma. 
Well, well, the other thing, the other thing, Rick, I think, you know, when you when you're a black person, man, like the whole interaction, you just don't know whether you're going to live or die. Because we've seen people in handcuffs get shot in the back, get killed. You know what I mean? We just don't know. And the thing is, too, Charlemagne, Charlemagne, the thing is, you you could be as polite as possible and still get killed. That's why the whole process is so traumatic, because it's like, I don't even know how to behave right now. Because yeah. even if I if I act up, I'm gonna get shot. If I don't act up, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be resisting arrest. And if I be polite, yeah. then they're just gonna take advantage of me anyway. So it's like, oh man, it's raining now in New York City. I'm driving on the Bronx to the Bronx. It's depressing. Hearing that story is super depressing. I'm super triggered this morning. Thank you a lot, Record Club. Yeah, one thing I know, Angela, you knows how to set the tone. Listen, I got to make sure y'all know what's going on. Sorry, it's not happy news. Mm -hmm. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. Could you imagine if they didn't see the police cars and they just walked out? But let this be a lesson to people who are, you know, there's houses for sale on their block or people who just call the cops and say anything not knowing what's going on. Let that be a lesson. And for any police officers who are listening, think about how traumatic that can be for somebody who's a realtor showing a home to be placed in handcuffs. That's never going to change. Sadly. Mm-hmm. That's never going to yeah, change. Because we talk, we're talking about mm-hmm. profiling. That's, that's, sadly, that's never going to change. I'm not going to just ignore it. Craziest thing is I go through Patterson all day long. Nobody ever calls the police on me. But when I go to them, them white areas, yep. what? Happens all the time. Yep. Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us up. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're man or black. Say it with your chest. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. So if you got something on your mind, let it out. Hello, who's this? Oh, this is AC. How you doing? What's, What's up, up AC? How get you it doing? Get your chest. Air conditioned? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty foul how they did that father and son. Yeah, man. Anything well, else? <laughs> yeah, actually, um... I wanted to just commend y'all on y'all show. I'm actually calling from Los Angeles. I've been trying to really get in contact with DJ Energy about real estate and all that as well, man. So thank y'all. Thank you, brother. All right, brother. Appreciate you, King. Hello, who's this? Hello. Hey, good morning. Get it off your chest. Hey, this is Yaya from Michigan. I just wanted to call and say that I'm really thankful that I got over COVID because me and my boyfriend and my two-year-old daughter all had it, but... We're all good now. We're healthy. Now we're back to work. Thank goodness. I'm happy right. that you're healthy and that your family Thank is good. You. Hello, who's this? Hello, good morning. This is Envy, Angela Yee, Charmaine God. My name is Kilo the Artist. Peace, Kilo the Hello. Artist. What's happening out here in them streets? Yes, sir. I'm a new upcoming artist. I uh, actually called last year. I don't know if you guys remember me, but I would like to sing for you guys this morning. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. let's hear it. I remember. There we go. There is something about you that keeps me coming for more and more. You keep me higher. I can't deny you. No. Baby girl, you're my remedy. Oh, so glad you're in my life. Oh, 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 oh. You need that, my body. Why he sound like the guy that be singing the numbers on TikTok? They put a beat behind that. Put a little beat behind that. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Why you sound like the guy that sing numbers on TikTok, man? Yo, Charlamagne, this is the second time you told me this, Charlamagne. Go check me out. You sound like the guy. All right, keep going, keep going. Kilo the artist. Oh, you dropped it. Damn, Red. Why you hung up on the man like that, Red? 
Red China sing too. Get it off your <laughs> chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up. Now we got rumors on the way. Yes. One time if it's your birthday. And it was Barack Obama's birthday over the weekend. We'll tell you what we know about the event. He did have Chad Beckham there uh, performing that song too. Birthday B. Did he? Yes, he did. <laughs> wow. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Well, former President Barack Obama had his birthday party over the weekend in Martha's Vineyard, and people weren't really supposed to be posting video and pictures. Now, Chat Beckham was there. Apparently, he performed a birthday bitch for the president. And (laughs) (laughs) which, by the way, is the perfect birthday song always and TJ Chapman. But they did post some pictures and then they later had to delete them because there was a photography ban at the event. Mm -hmm. I saw her posted a picture also. And I saw Erica Badu posted some video with Barack uh, dancing in the background and Michelle Obama. So that all got deleted. That all got taken down. But it was on all these other sites. So that's once you put it up, it's over. Yeah, but they made them take it down, though. Yeah, so I saw that some people did go ahead and post uh, video and pictures. Now, they did say it was supposed to be a scaled-down event because originally it was like 600 people, but then they scaled it down to only include really close family and friends. Some of the alleged people, some of the rumored people that were there were Steven Spielberg, Tom Hanks, George Clooney, Gabrielle Union and Dwayne Wade, Jennifer Hudson, Jay-Z, Beyonce, Bradley Cooper, uh, Bruce Springsteen. We saw Erica Badu was there, Stephen Colbert, and John Kerry. I wonder how humbling it was for some people to get cut from that uh, that guest that list. They said Larry yeah. David was uninvited. And they mm. said that's going to be great on a new episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm. I, I don't know why people are so upset about his party, but if, if you think about it, they had they said COVID restrictions. Everybody had to be tested. They, like They made you go through a process to get in. But my whole thing is the airport has hundreds of thousands of people and nobody cares or says anything about the airport. Oh, the hundred thousands of people are kind of like coming and going, right? Like they, yeah, even worse. They not they not like stuck together in one place, dancing, and breathing on, on each other, and you waiting on that line the whole time. Then you sit next to each other on the flights, like it's it's, and you don't know who's tested, who's not tested. You don't know if somebody took a COVID test, if they got COVID or not. We don't know when you're on the airport. It just just everybody's packed. That's why you're supposed like to have sardines. your mask on the whole time. On the but at least the at airport. this party, everybody was tested. Right. So um, David Letterman, Conan O'Brien was uh, axed off the list allegedly. Yeah. How can you ask stuff to list? How does that make you feel? You think you go I mean, you have to sudden, understand. Nah, B. It's got to be humbling, especially when they say close family and friends. And you're like, damn, I'm not your close people? Nah, B. Right? I thought you, 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 made me feel, you made me feel like we were close when you was running for president <laughs> and you needed donation money. Word. All right? When you needed something when you was president or running for president, I was your close pal then. You just be like, I didn't get the message I wasn't invited. So here I am. <laughs> yeah, you think Secret yeah. Service won't turn your ass away <laughs> with no remorse. Oh, yeah, all right, now right. let's discuss people who don't bathe all the time. Jake Gyllenhaal has added to this conversation. Now this all started with Ashton Kutcher and uh, Mila Kunis saying that they don't shower all the time or wash their kids all the time. Here is what they said on Dak Shepard's podcast, Armchair Expert. You should not be getting rid of all the natural oil on your skin with a bar of soap every day. It's insane. I don't wash my body with soap every day. Okay, good. I wash my armpits and my crotch daily and nothing else ever. You don't? Exactly. And look at his skin. Let's talk about his skin. Maybe I'm missing the context of all of this, but I don't understand all these white folks volunteering information that they don't wash much. Yeah. I was going to ask, any black folks that say they don't wash every day? 
Um, I don't know, but I'm I'm sure some people don't wash every day. I don't know. Is this some type of campaign about preserving water or something that we don't know about? Because I, I don't I don't understand the context mm. of any of this. Well, Jake Gyllenhaal has said that he also finds bathing to be less necessary. He said, um, you know, he just really feels like it's necessary for. Uh, he, yeah, he said, I just find it to be less... That's what he told Vanity Fair. He said his attitude about bathing has gotten more lax over the years. <laughs> if you're nasty, just say that, Jake. <laughs> his boy. That sounds crazy. I saw Jocelyn saying, I'm, I'm him with brushing my teeth. I do floss three times a day. <laughs> what do you mean? She don't brush her teeth every day? I guess that's what that means. It just seems like white celebrities are having a don't wash your ass challenge that we don't know, that we don't know something about. Now, The Rock, however, is not joining that challenge. He said, nope. I'm the opposite of a not washing themselves celeb. Shower cold when I roll out of bed to get my day rolling. Shower warm after my workout before work. Shower hot after I get home from work. Face wash, body wash, exfoliate, and I sing off key in the shower. Yeah, I'm definitely a two shower a day guy. In the morning and then before I go to bed. Go to sleep. Yeah, two showers a day. I can't leave the house without taking a shower. I don't know how people do it. Like, I can't even function throughout the day unless I've showered. That's knowing you nasty. How I get Mm -hmm. my day started. All right, now Megan Thee Stallion was recently talking to people and she said her next project will be a complete shock. Uh, She also was teasing her new Bitcoin for Hotties video with Cash App. And she talked about the conversation about LGBTQ acceptance. She said it's about time. Representation is important and it's really crucial for us to all have compassion and acceptance of every human. So, you know, that's her response as far as the representation in the music. All right, now everybody's waiting for Kanye's Donda album. It has another release date. So now Apple Music has shared the pre-order link for the Donda album. The release date is now August 15th. So mm-hmm. it's going to be on a, fr- a Sunday, which is not the typical Friday release date, allegedly. So we'll see. Kanye know y'all going to be right there to eat it up when it comes out. He know he got y'all in the palm of his hands. I think he's going to do another show? <laughs> he might, I wouldn't I put think it so. past him. I think so. I, I think he'll do one more. He would have to announce that pretty soon, right? No, not really. That's sell out of May. He exactly. probably announced it today. That's sell out in one day. He announced, he announced, the, late, he announced the first one, what, three, four days prior? He announced the second one a few few days prior? Like, no. Clearly, people don't got nothing else to do. Well, you know, it's great, I guess, promo for the album. We all know it's on the way. <laughs> I just like seeing all the people who acted like they hated Kanye when he was running around in the red MAGA hat. They was mm. right up in there with the Don the Bulletproof vest on. <laughs> That's what I enjoy. The yeah. hypocrisy of it all. You know, I think that you can not agree with somebody's a political stance and still agree. I think a lot of people have agreed that he's a good musician. Yeah, but people were really artist. drawing lines in the sand saying, I'm done with Kanye. I'm through with him. They did. They really were saying that. But nope, they all was right up in that Donda event. I saw y'all. Yep. And then there's people that really was big fans of his and now they don't like him for some reason. I don't it's believe It's weird that. with the music thing. I don't believe that. But that is your rumor report. Yeah, did you did you did I see you with a Yonder a Donda vest? That was Jay Electronica. He threw it on me. He was like, oh. "Hold this for a second for me." Well, but they gave him out. It was free. Oh, so you got one? Mm mm. That was Jay Electronica's. Oh, I thought maybe you got one too. Okay. All no, right. She took a picture in it. That's hers. <laughs> yeah, that's yours. That's that was Jay Electronica's. That was yours. No, that's yours. Angela E was right. No, rapping. it's not. Yes, I don't right. think I need it. You promoted Donda for any reason, <laughs> but you know, Donda, I, listen, I managed Jay Electronica. He's on the album. He a great verse on the album, too, by the way. Yeah, he's, he did his thing. I support Jay Electronica always. Nope, that was supporting Kanye's album. <laughs> I never saw you with a written testimony vest on. <laughs> they didn't have any. My goodness, all right. Thank you for that rumor report. We got front page news next. What are we talking about? Yes, and uh, 
Let's talk about the FDA. Well, let's talk more about COVID and what's going on with that. We always right. got to do that every day. All right. All right. We'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Angela Yee here, and the General Insurance makes it easy to save money on your auto insurance. They offer affordable coverage with low down payments, flexible payment plans, and the ability to pick your payment date. Call 800-GENERAL or go to thegeneral.com today. Some restrictions apply. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, congratulations to the uh, women's USA basketball team and the men's USA basketball team. They both picked up gold That's right. at the Olympics, so congratulations to them. That's right. Salute to Asia Wilson and uh, Chris Middleton. Asia repping the 803. Chris Middleton representing the 843. Don Staley, coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks, for coaching the women's basketball team. Yes. All right. right. Now, what else we got, Yeezy? Well, new COVID outbreaks have been traced to recent outdoor concerts. And so they said it's too soon to know if it was a super spreader event at uh, Lollapalooza over the weekend. But people were really horrified at the crowds that were at Lollapalooza. And they were also saying that you can see uh, the general rule of thumb right now is that even though outside is safer, when you see people that are really packed in together like that, that's what's really causing some of these issues. Authorities in Oregon are looking at 62 cases uh, tied to July 10th Pendleton Whiskey Music Fest. And in Michigan, at least 96 cases can be traced to the Faster Horses Festival. So they said the good news is, if there is any good news at all, the people who con- uh, contracted the virus at one concert were all tightly packed in together by choice near the front of the stage. So even when you're outdoors, just make sure you observe social distancing, distancing and not be shoulder to shoulder. All right, now let's talk about Cuomo. Uh, so, one of his accusers, Brittany Camiso, has identified herself. She started working as an executive assistant in his office back in 2017, and now she is speaking publicly for the first time since she has filed a criminal complaint against Cuomo last week. And in this report, she did an exclusive interview with CBS This Morning and The Times Union. So now she's talking about how it was her dream job and it did turn into a nightmare. She is not the first woman to come forward with these allegations of sexual misconduct, but she is listed first in the attorney general's report because of the seriousness of her allegations. She's the one that said that he groped her, touched her not only once but twice. She said the first time it was December 31st, 2019. She was at the mansion that night to help him with his upcoming state of the uh state of the address and speech and according to Camiso after finishing her draft of the speech he suggested the two of them take a selfie together and then she said then while taking the selfie his hand went down back onto her butt he started rubbing it and then she said it wasn't like a quick brush over it but he was rubbing her butt and it made her so nervous that her hands began to shake and made it even more difficult for her to take the picture she was embarrassed she said and then she also said there was another incident where he stuck his hand up her shirt and cupped her breasts. So she said uh, those are the things that happened to her. And she said that she just was concerned about her job. So you can watch that full interview on CBS this morning. All right. Well, that is your front page news. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, when we come back, Nick Cannon will be joining us. We're going to kick right. with Nick Cannon. He has a new flick in the theaters right now. What's the name of the movie? She ball. She ball. She ball. And Nick, All right. Nick will be here to talk about that amongst the, amongst other things. All right. Now, we taped this on Friday. Ye wasn't here. Um, so that's why you don't hear uh, necessarily a woman's perspective on some of these things that we discuss. But let the record show the views expressed by Nick Cannon 
And, uh, <laughs> do not reflect the views of a married, happily married man like myself, Leonard McKelvey. Oh, right. like myself, Rashawn Casey, all Rashawn right. Khalil Casey, Rashawn DJ Envy Casey. You say it all, baby. That's right. <laughs> Every name you've ever been called. That's okay. right. <laughs> Don't agree. All right. We'll get to it next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Our guy. Uh-huh. Nick Cannon. We here. All right, the streets say Nick no condom cannon. That's right. <laughs> Is that what they say? <laughs> Nick, the fertilizer. Many, the fertilizer. How many kids do you want, Nick? How many do you want? Man, honestly, somewhere at 10 to 12, I, I wouldn't be Why mad Why so at many? Just... You got so many, too. I got, well, I, I got five and one on the way, so I'm going to have six, but I'm stopping it. Really? I'm, st- I'm, I'm going to stop. Are you sure? Is it the beauty of fatherhood, man, when you really talk about like the, the essence of living in as a father, too, man. I've learned so much just Absolutely. from my children, man, mm-hmm. Like, and it's so amazing, and I really just... Love being around my kids and just that youthful energy. It feels like you get to relive every time. All the time. I love that. And I think because, you know, I've been through so much in my life, you know, physically, mentally, and spiritually, like the the best place that I find is the time that I spend with my kids and the energy. And to get as much of that as possible to pass on, you know, all that I've lived into something else. That's why I do it, man. It's not the number of kids, though. I guess people question the different baby mothers. That's what it is. Why do people question that? That's a Eurocentric concept when you think about the the ideas of like it's, you're supposed to have this one person for the rest of your life, and really that's just to classify property when you think about it. I mean, like when you go into that mindset, if we really talk in that talk, like just the idea that a man should have one woman, we shouldn't have anything. I have no ownership over this person. Like if we really talking about how we coexist and how we populate, it's about what exchange can we create together. So. I've never really subscribed to that mentality. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I understand the institution of marriage and stuff, but if we go back to what that was about, that was the classified property. That was because one a father gave another man his daughter for land. So when you really get to that concept, it's like, all right, well, we got to change all of this up because I don't want ownership over anybody. I don't have ownership of any of the mothers or like we create families in that sense of we created a beautiful entity so i like you know i get into it because i don't you know those are the concepts that a lot of people because we're so indoctrinated into it like Mm -hmm. we have to have it this way i don't subscribe to it i actually think women are blessing us those women those women and and all women are the ones that open themselves up to say i would like to allow this man in my world and i will birth this child Mm -hmm. so it ain't my decision I'm I'm following suit. So, so women, no, women I respect that, that game you running on them no, ladies. No, no, no. Wow, <laughs> Nick, Nick, that's the, that's what you spitting. That's what you. That's the dream you selling. Wow. So the women that they're they, they the ones that are making the choice. So the Truth. women you have to in a, in a relationship with, they don't mind that you. Every woman that I I deal with or dealt with, they know how I feel, and it usually is a concept. Like I don't, I'm not going around like I'm who I'm gonna impregnate next. Like nah, it's usually. Scenarios and con- like that's the thing. People say certain things in the mm-hmm. public, but when you really look at how a family infrastructure is designed, the, the woman is the one that always leads and makes the decision. I agree wholeheartedly. Right. I say yeah. that all the time. I say that we had to do some real societal brainwashing to make people believe that men were the actual leaders. Yeah. But just by nature, you can look and see women run everything. Yeah, that's and the facts. only thing we have brute force. That's about it. Mm-hmm. And and even now, that's changing <laughs> drastically. Mm-hmm. And we've used our brute force to brainwash society to think that we're the overpowering or, or the one that controls just because maybe we can physically move nah. something. Women but lead. 
women lead in, in every scenario that I've had. I step back and say, how do you want to do this? Well, I've heard people say that they think you having all these kids with different women is selfish because you can't possibly give the time to all of the different kids. Time is a is a man-made construct. When you un, like, if we're talking quantity over quality, every single one of my kids, I'm at every basketball game, every martial arts practice. I'm, and people don't understand how I do it, but that's literally my children are my priority. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's all about being present. And I always say, all for all of those people that that say, "Man, there's no way he can do it." I sit back and watch. Interesting conversation. I respect your right to move that way. I'm a yeah. married man. I love being married. I love the idea of being with one woman and building. A family building I an empire, and yeah. I I feel like I want to figure. Like I remember being in that space, mm-hmm. and I was with the one woman I've always wanted to be with for my entire. I lived the dream, and and I saw it was so much to that. But for me, based off of my trajectory in life, I was like, there's a little bit more, and and even like I can even admit, like as sometimes there was selfish concepts of like, I feel like my purpose is greater outside of just being in this institution, and. I personally, I mean, you know, salute to anybody else who does it, but I can't get out here and talk about how much I live my truth, walking truth, only to truth, and I'm creeping. Like, so every woman that Word. deals with me knows that, yeah, well, we know what it is. Does it make you crazy when people, when they, they when they judge your relationship online? Like, I remember um, you just had your recent baby and you were in the strip club with me, and people were like, how is he in the strip club when he just <laughs> had a baby an hour ago? <laughs> does, does that affect you at all? It's a lot of noise. Watch how I move. Like, is anybody complaining? Do my children look like they're not well behaved or in in a in a space where they're suffering or, or any lack emotionally, physically, whatever it is? You think it's a coincidence that um, Nick Cannon is NC and no condom is NC? <laughs> you think that is a coincidence or is that divine? <laughs> no, let let hey, that's a I like that. Contrary to popular belief, I do wear condoms. That's a damn. <laughs> Please. That's a damn lie. Why, what reason do we have to believe that? And don't no. put out the condom name because nobody's going to use those. <laughs> no, yes. Use Matter of fact, what is the brand name? No, tell that so, brand. so they can be discontinued. I keep the gold packs with me. But the, well, you need to stop wearing them. The They're a little baggy. Something's slipping up. <laughs> The magnums be breaking though. They do. uh, Okay, so let's go through this process. Let's talk. Let's talk. Every relationship starts off with a condom. Yes. Correct. Then once you feel like you get the oh we there's trust. It's comfortable. And then once, however, that first slippage of either you didn't have it, the condom breaks, something you was in the shower and it slipped it or whatever, and like all right, well we done crossed this. Threshold now. So, we don't need them no more. So, <laughs> we, you, you know how it feels now. And then, because, and that's why I say no children are ever accidents, because if we make the conscious effort of stepping up and having uh, unprotected, unprotected sex, sex, you know the you consequences. Know, you know you're, yeah. you're going to have, you're preparing to have a child. Correct. So, anybody that you, anybody I ever had unprotected sex with, I knew, okay, this is someone I wouldn't mind creating life with. Mm-hmm. So, if I meet somebody, and usually I don't like meeting new people, but bro, I'm a 99.9% going to be strapped up in that sense. I don't drink. I don't, my, I'm always, I don't, I'm under the right sober state of mind every mm-hmm. time I go into any sexual activity. But some of your child. kids are close to the same age, so that means you slinging <laughs> with no condoms to a, a couple of girls. Now, as someone who has to see the doctor because of my other ailments, yeah, and I probably got a little careless with that because... 
I'm STD checking every week because I get my blood taken every week because of lupus. Mm -hmm. So I usually know where I'm at. And I also... What about the young lady, though? Usually know. So, <laughs> and in that scenario, she knows what it is. If uh, someone suggests using a condom, of course, that's what we doing. Do you think you might come back and be like, no, I do want to be with one person? When you talk about ma marriage, you're talking about the, the business of marriage because that's marriage is a business. It's a contract, mm -hmm. right? I mean, mm -hmm. I think it's a soul tie, too. I mean, when, when you find the right person. That's a covenant. But I'd much rather have someone as a companion for life. I'm not moved by sex. I don't make decisions off of sex. I, I probably have some of the closest people in my life when it comes to women that I'm not sexually active with. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I tell off top, if it's about your vagina, we can take that off the table from the gate. Mm -hmm. Because now I can really get to know you because now I'm not, I don't, I don't check. I, clearly the world knows I have enough access to vaginas. Mm -hmm. So let me really break down where we at with it. So I feel like some of my strongest relationships with women going, I mean, we in our 40s now, like, mm -hmm. like later on in life and shoot, ain't even working the way it is. You're going to need that one to hold you down. Yeah, you're going to be like, who, who can I go to the movies with? Mm -hmm. I'd rather focus on, in that direction than figure out who can I solely have sex with for mm -hmm. one I'm not moved by it so like, again those constructs don't really I'm, I don't think about that well so, I'll tell you one thing boy it's men out here who can't commit to one woman that's listening saying that spitting this morning <laughs> that Nick spitting I don't disagree with what you're saying because you have the right to live that me. way yeah, yeah it don't work for me I gotta be I love and being again, a woman don't work for me. I respect and salute anyone who can be in an honorable relationship because it's not easy to do if it's exhausting I, I'm like dang I could never do that that's not for the ad just like everybody yeah, can't be a priest Every like, and so yeah. when I see I believe when two come together and become one that's powerful that's mm -hmm. that's blessed by God you can't do it by yourself right. now because of my scenario every time somebody meets me and sees me they, they already have a you've been Nick Cannon for yeah, a long like, time like, I'm being yeah. like dang who was in the fourth grade that right. I you know what I mean yeah. like I've never I don't know I don't have a woman in my life that's had my back wow. from day one mm. who rocked with me through the bull the reason and, you feel that way because yeah. like like Charlamagne and I, I've been with my wife since she was 15 I was 16 right so she's been there before DJ Envy before yeah, the money that's but we amazing, just amazing man going to the boat day getting now ladies and drinking quarter waters that's like, that's like that's 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 a blessing from God, man. Everybody can't have, you know, the small mm -hmm. percentage of that right. power of like, that's some, that's other kind of love. I'm you, you, me. Right. Word, word. I don't have the I'm you, you, me. Everybody is like, I think I could be what you want. I'm like, I'm cool by myself. All right, we got more with Nick Cannon. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Nick Cannon. Do you regret giving Kevin Hart that llama? No, I was wondering why. You won't even stop. You didn't change the number? Nah, I mean, I need. It's still my phone number. And then they just yeah. What's up? We on the Breakfast Club, man. You calling it? Hello. See, and that's the other thing. It's so it constantly calls. I wonder because it kept ringing the whole time. The whole this and it's just and it's on silent. That's the other. You got you giving them that llama. You got to protect your peace, Nick. You got to change your number. No, so the thing is, obviously, we got the prank wars going on now. I was trying first, like me and Kev do this all like it just so happened. The phone number is just top ten though. Yeah, like he because we always prank each other, especially around birthdays and stuff like that. I'll be sending just stupid stuff to his house, and I sent the llama, and then. It's more 
We're gonna put my phone number on a billboard and it will not stop ringing. So I'm like, I'll be answering like, all right. So what should I do to get this back? Like, because the brilliance <laughs> of this prank is the world got to be a part of it. Mm -hmm. right? Usually our pranks is like private and silly, over the top. Now everyone has my phone number, so that's another. I keep it on because it's like, all right, until I get this back, I'm gonna be constantly reminded that I got to deal with picking up this phone. That would drive me crazy. That would drive me crazy. Especially when you're trying to sleep or just relax. Well, obviously I put it in the other room when I'm yeah. trying to sleep, but it's like this is my phone. This is and and that's the thing because I'm not a slave to these devices mm -hmm. like that. So as much as that is an inconvenience. It'd probably be more of an inconvenience if I if I was one of them dudes that just Got keep you. it by the you know uh, all the time. So that's that's over there. But Kevin Hart, fuck you. <laughs> Y'all shooting real husbands now? Is this part of the show? Nah, it should have been. Yeah. Uh, I think we already had you know our storylines and stuff already put together before that jumped off. But we doing some big things with that, like. Me and Kevin's pranks, you guys gonna say, I, and I really need y'all help to figure out what I should do next because all of the shit I had planned are not as good as this. Mm. Like I was doing dumb. Going. I was putting bubble bath in his pool. <laughs> like I was doing, I was doing rich inconvenient. Shit, up one of his cars, but like this was good because this inconvenience yeah, yeah. my life and the world got to be. A problem. I was like, oh, I got to rethink all of this that I was going to do. So I don't know, Kev, it's coming. It's definitely coming. <laughs> I'm cooking up. And the world goes see. Now, listen, I know I saw your Howard Stern interview. And, you know, I know we all have to embrace the fact that we're not going to be here forever. Right. Yeah, that, you know what? And I, I want to talk about that, too, because that was an interview from over five years ago. Mm -hmm. And I was when I say I was fresh out the hospital, like seven blood transfusions. Mm -hmm. They, you know, they, over people whispering in the corner, talking to my mama. <laughs> you know what right. I mean? Like it was one of them times. And and that, and that was probably the third or fourth time I've been in a scenario mm -hmm. like that. So when you're in that space, you get to, you have to come to those moments. You sitting up looking at the ceiling in the hospital, mm -hmm. having weird dreams and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, okay, this is this is what it's like. It's about to go. I, I've, I've, I appreciate the time that I've had on this planet. I like, And then when you come out of it because of your resilience, you're in a different mindset as well. And then you get back to this space. I feel like there's, I call it spiritual portals. You know what I mean? When you're close to that portal, you're in, you're in a different Zen mode mm -hmm. of acceptance. And I was probably on that conversation, you know, we'd be talking shit and joking mm -hmm. a lot of it because the mics cracked open, mm -hmm. but I was definitely probably in that space of like, it is what it is. You know, I had a good ride. Um, How do you feel now? I'm probably because I'm, that was so far removed. I definitely appreciate each and every day, but I want to get the most out of life. But I don't know. I was. I feel like that was a little dark. I was in a darker space true, because I was true. truly fresh out of the hospital. And it's funny how because people, it's just the media how people started seeing all of these stories about me and all of these kids, and then that interview popped up from five years ago, and they were like, "Oh, that's what it is." He, he, he just having he all these kids. Yeah. That's irresponsible in itself, too. To and be that's like, what oh. somebody said to me. Somebody said yeah. that Nick is having all these kids, but he thinks he's not going to be here long. That's selfish. Nah, that's not. It is that if that mm -hmm. was like, if I set out on some Thanos. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> like if I'm like, oh well, I'm not gonna be here alone, so let me impregnate as many people as possible. Mm -hmm. That is, that's a very selfish mentality. They took two different concepts and, and kind of put them together. And again, I'm in therapy twice a week, so when I I, I live, I went to my therapist, and you know, I'm like, do I think like, am I moving like this? Is this why? Is it? And two have nothing to do with each other. Like the my my concept on the time that we have in this realm and any experiences that we get to 75, 80, 85, hopefully plus years that we get to see, 
I want to make the most out of them, but mm-hmm. I'm not out here saying, oh, I want to go get, have as many kids and cover as much ground as possible. Nah, that's not That it. was a wild rumor, and the rumor that yeah. that you got young M.A. pregnant. That, you <laughs> that was a wild rumor, too. That was hilarious. <laughs> you heard that rumor. All, <laughs> all of me. I mean, again, I'm, this is what we do. We, this joke's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I can't wait for it. Like I, I'm one of the probably people you've seen while, and I got the toughest skin in the game. There's no, I don't think there's anyone who's ever upset me or, I mean, even our relationship over years, we grew to be so close. I'm like, that's hilarious to me. Mm-hmm. I'm not I'm not moved by that. So I actually appreciate every joke. And that's why I created Wild It Out. Right. Like, I've been getting rich off of y'all talking about me for decades at now, this point. How did point. you feel when your crew held you down on Wild It Out? Yeah, you know, they DC, Young Fly. Yeah, I saw that. Right Pretty V, Chico, Carlos. I mean, they held you down. They definitely did. And I salute to them. And that's when you build a strong unit, a strong family. That's what you're supposed to do. Uh staying solid i don't even think it had anything to do with me they just solid people yeah because there's a lot of people who did you know start tap dancing and got real flimsy out there you know what i mean i always say want to be solid but they ain't solid you know what i mean i salute that you know i'm surrounded by a team of of solid individuals but i don't knock anybody who make whatever decision they have to make because of their family i get it everybody has different motivations so even you know the people who who were willing and you know Jumped out there. That's what they did. You still mess with them now? Those people or you just sabotage? I always say all the situations I go through, I think Dr. King talked about it, is like a kaleidoscope of character revelation. Mm. You can see people's true colors. When you see, you can step Mm. back and, and I don't hate you for you being who you are. I just, now I'm so glad I know who you are now. Because as the leader in the situation, I'm like, do what's best for you. I got this. Let me let me handle this. I'm strong enough to stand firm on on my beliefs and my walk in this journey that I got to go through. And I know the support is there because the support came from the real ones who called me. Shaw was one of the first people like, man, we got to figure this out. We got it. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, And even those times where I wasn't even accessible because I had to step out of the bubble for a minute to be like, all right, let me see what this is. Because it was a point where I was public enemy number one to everyone. Though. Yeah, for me, it, was, it wasn't it was the professional stuff. I, you know you get through that. It was like yeah. the personal. I'm like, yo, let's make sure Nick is good. And yeah. You're not about and to it, do nothing crazy. It was to heavy himself. too, man, because I got to this space, man. And I've never, like, I value life, but I've been into, I've, I've mentally, physically, and spiritually been in places where I've been in some very dark places to where I'm stuck. Mm-hmm. I'm in the mud mm-hmm. and I mm-hmm. can't move. So when you get to that space where you feel like it returns, all of those thoughts start coming, and you start thinking like, "Well, if I can't move, is this it?" You know what I mean? Like, like you, yeah, you start thinking it's life better mm-hmm. without me. Without here. because yeah. it's so painful of not being able to move. If I just get out the way, and then those dark thoughts, and, and it's unfortunate because I had an artist that was signed to me, and I watched him struggle so much with those those demons and that that mental anguish. And this man had been dealing with the the pain of life for so long. And it got to a point where he did end up taking his own life. And I'm like, man, I'm sitting here playing with it. And the fact that I'm stuck in this moment right here, I wasn't even able to communicate and connect with him during that time. And he took his life. And that that happened literally like the de- the second day all of this was going on. And that, that brought me out of I it. I remember that, yeah. Because I was like, okay, the bullshit I'm going through, this man was experiencing so much pain. I've never experienced that. And so that's where, you know, even, on, and, and I commend you and all the uh, amazing work that you do in the space of mental health because 
we don't talk about it enough. Mm-hmm. We don't deal with it because we all experience it. When people are like, oh, you got a mental illness. I was like, yeah, I do. But you don't? Let's bring all of our pain to the table and discuss it opposed to pointing fingers at pain. And I've learned through that process is like, yo, what I'm going through is going to help somebody else. All right, we got more with Nick Cannon when we come back. Don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Nick Cannon. Charlamagne? What advice would Nick Cannon give the baby right now? Oh, yeah. Because course yeah. correction Sasha, is fine, right? Yeah. I think that's what, you, that's what we learned from your situation. There's nothing wrong with course correction. First of all, I think not only in the black community, and I've experienced it not only, but definitely just men a lot of times. We have that ego. We believe apologizing is weakness. Mm-hmm. When it actually takes great strength to step up to anyone and say, I was wrong. A lot of times we think apologizing like, I'm sorry, I, you feel bad. <laughs> you, know, like mm-hmm. you can't be sorry someone's feeling. No, you have to step up and say, Ooh, I didn't handle that in the way that I, I'm not perfect. Mm-hmm. And that shows strength. I, I'm, I'm no baby. And that's a strong brother. Absolutely. And I've been believe, through a lot. That with a lot of traumas. Yeah. Like just the fact that that man not only just lost his pops, his brother, his all the things that he and and still to be had that big smile that he has every mm-hmm. day, knowing everything that he comes like, you know, I I grew up in Charlotte part of my life. I, I know that life. And I think mm-hmm. it's the attack, though. And, and, and that could be part of ego. Like, you know, you do something wrong. Right. And, and instead of having a conversation like we're having now, it's the attack. Now you want to cancel me. Now, as a man, I just want to be like, F- y'all. And I, you can't say you that. You know what I mean? But, and, that, and that's, he, he, he a fighter. Right. We seen, we seen his back against the wall. He's swinging. Right. Mm-hmm. He's swinging just so he could get out of where. So... We all have to accept emotion. And there's people that I had some very harsh conversations with initially that I'm, we close now because we got to the, after you chunk them up, then like, okay, this was a misunderstanding. I said, and and I've I've had to have many of those conversations and I'm going to continue to have those those conversations. conversations. Yeah, because that's growth. To say, I'm sorry, that's a self-proclamation. You just, I'm sorry. That's not, to apologize is an action. Mm, You know what I mean? And to, to actually repent or atone is actually the next level because now you're trying to understand there's education involved with that there's actually community involved with that and that's the other thing too where I challenge all these people who want to cancel somebody and even specifically in uh, the baby's situation let's use this as an opportunity for education because that's what happened in my scenario to where I still stuck true to the truths the minister told me this where he was like I don't ever want falsehood to come out of my mouth so if I'm saying something that is not correct about your community, show me where I'm incorrect. Help me understand because mm-hmm. not only is that going to help me, but you're going to help so many other people who think like me. How do you feel about all those festivals pulling them off? I feel like that's the wrong thing to do. A hundred, I don't agree with it just because it's like, what statement is that making other than you're just following? It's group think. It's mob rule. Mob rule has never worked in any society to where it's like, oh, well, they did it. We got to do it. Like, oh, I, I can't lose this sponsorship. If Pepsi pulled out, Coke got to pull out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So then who are you really? Because you you can be knocked off. There's a group that can force you to do what you want to do with your brand. And it's unfortunate because when 
I don't. I think if we had sat down and had individual conversations, and this is a moment where we should all gather around the baby and, and embrace him because if we can do that, watch how many mentalities will change in the hip hop community. Well, you, first of all, you offend, and then it's going to be consequences, 100%. and that person has to be held accountable. But then you got to give that person the opportunity to learn. And you use it as a teachable moment for everybody. And he is such a, he's a great example of that because of all that he's been through. Mm-hmm. He's an intelligent person. There's other people out there, they say wild s***. Like, yeah, you, you ain't no help. Don't him, save him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, don't be but someone like that, you can utilize him. I, I guarantee you he'd sit down and talk with Madonna. I guarantee you he'd sit down and talk with Elton 100%. John. I get, and it wouldn't be for the bag. He good. But if this is an opportunity to take his fans on a journey, and a lot of people don't even see it. We see the polarizing conversation. Mm-hmm. We see with some be, people being, was he wrong, though? You know? Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. But, they, but but there's certain things mm-hmm. about it that we've been trained to think that. That's right. Let's unpack that. That's right. Because let's, let's break it down. We know what the baby was doing. Like as entertainers, call as DJs, right. you call. Yo, if you, I'm all all the ugly people, be quiet. Right. I need all the bad bitches in the building to get to make some noise. He just took it to a whole nother. Correct. <laughs> but again, it was some call and response because if you feeling like you the healthiest and the happiest you could be in the moment, you gonna make some noise. Mm-hmm. But what about the people who not feeling healthy? What about the people who do feel ugly? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, damn, you just called me out. That was a trigger. Now I came, I paid my good money, and now I, people looking at me funny. And we got to understand the power that we have mm-hmm. as the people with the microphones. But one of my my biggest problem I, I think was, and I hate to, to single anybody out, mm. right? But I look at Eminem, right? Mm. And Eminem has said, "Wow, what? Still saying wow." Let me, let me but, stand over here. I know Nick about to shoot. No, shouts <laughs> out the Marshall. But, uh, but then he did the thing with Elton John, and everything was good, right? Right. Then a couple of years later, he went back to it. Continuously. Three, three years later, right? actually. So my whole three years was, ago. Yeah. So my whole Tyler thing was Creed. I didn't see them pull anything from him. I never well, seen MTV we, we, say we know the currency perform. of Caucasianness. Complexion <laughs> for the protection. Like, it seemed like they gave him a chance to redeem himself and and do. They did right it the right way with with but Marshall. The baby, it just seems like. And I think, and, that, and that's I, think, I think it's too early because I think they will do it with the baby. They will. Yeah. They will. He's going. The, the baby's not canceled. The baby's not over. I pray he utilizes this moment and sees where this can actually turn around and be a good moment. I always say, you know, I quote Dr. King every freaking day, but it's like where evil men plot, good men plan. Because these are conversations that need to occur. Yeah, it's crazy that we have to, and I don't know why, but it's always like this. It has to be something extreme that gets us to these conversations. Whether it's about racism, whether it's about sexuality, whether it's about gender, it's always... Anti-Semitism, whatever it is, always a, a something that happens that get us to have these conversations. Something extreme has to happen. And that, I think all that you've been through, all that I've been through, envy, even the stuff that you you go through as well. I think we have to be. You know, I'm not the martyrs per se, but we're in a position because we can ignite those conversations yeah, and absolutely. put them in the right direction. I know I'm gonna get canceled again because I talk my real. Shit, and sometimes in a moment I might say some shit where I didn't. Thir- oh, I, mean, I wasn't thinking about it. I was just trying to be funny. Oh, I was I was talking about this, but it mm-hmm. was that. Like, I, get, I get canceled once a year. Charlamagne gets canceled about three times a year. Yeah, I say something. Yeah, I say something every week. And at this point, it's like, I call, all right, the interrogators are out there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to sit back. I ain't going to let you shake me. Like, But let's talk about it. You know what I've learned to do, though? Um, I think I used to make a lot of definitive statements. Now I just I ask the questions. questions. 
Because I really do want to know. Like, so I'm yeah. asking questions now instead of saying, this is what I think. It's like, well, what if such as I, I, I like to ask questions? Yeah, that's I Because then, then I'm opening up the conversation. I say I have none of the answers and all the questions. Mm-hmm. All right, we got more with Nick Cannon. When we come back, don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We're still kicking it with Nick Cannon. Versus uh. Mariah Carey. Who would you love to see Mariah Carey go against? First of all, Kane, I thought you about to ask Nick if he going to do a versus. Nah, I'm like, stop. Come on, man. Why you, why you always hate <laughs> on him, man? He hates my music. He hates my music. I will like, always be an interrogator about your music. <laughs> yeah, you, <are> okay. <laughs> you know what? And I will get to that. Too. You know the thing about my music is like, it's funny to me. Because I even, rhyming words ain't hard. We we love Biggie because of the person he was. We love Pac because of the person he was. We love Rakim because of the person he was. The word rhyme scheme. That's we see anybody get like how y'all be hating on rhyme. I don't know, Nick. It's been kind of hard for you. <laughs> it's not Charlemagne. You, I've, I've seen you try to rap. Like it's it's not hard to rhyme words. I never wanted to be the greatest rapper ever because I do so much. I can play seven instruments i'm a musician so hip-hop I, I salute everybody who can do it i'm a poet now to be a great artist mm-hmm, mm-hmm. now we want to talk about that i'm here to be the best artist i can be and i think when it's all said and done when i'm gone I'm like, oh that shit could get down a little bit that actually was talented not for music everything else i mean everything when i say everything else no hold up let's talk this to us real quick are we saying, because I'll give you one or the other. Are we saying rap or music? I've only heard you rap. What was the other? What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, say less. You never you never seen me play guitar? Oh, no, no. Like, you talk about, I saw the piece you did with, um. oh, what was the sister name? Kiara Sheard. Kiara Sheard. Mm-hmm. That was dope. I've been, I grew up in a that church, Charlamagne. Yeah, 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 I could yeah, pick yeah. up any instrument in a church and he, play he's it. He's judging you off a of gigolo. Gigolo on fire. Gigolo. Okay. I like Gigolo. I don't care how hard you say the words. <laughs> you ain't gonna make that song. Like, no more fight. You didn't like Can I Live, me and Anthony Hamilton? Me and Kanye produced it? I don't even remember that record. Okay. I remember Jay-Z, yeah. Can I Live? Yo, Can I, I do. Back to Mariah Carey, man. Versus. 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 He's gonna hate on me forever, and I love it, because it's my friend. I need, the, I need this Just challenge. in the music. I support Nick in everything else he does. So Wildin' Out ain't music? Oh, Wildin' Out's I, fire. I produce every beat on that show. Every song you've heard, I wrote it. Even when they be doing like the the songs, like the uh, who, who, church, who, who the, makes the, the beat? Classroom. Where do you think the beat came from? Every song, every music, everything you hear, I make on the spot sometimes. Okay, tell me about that. That ain't jiggling. No, I feel so. Everything you ever see, every oh, anything sonically that's ever come out of why I've made myself. Wow. Okay. So I didn't know. Now. What do you say now? What do you say now? I support him in everything he does, <laughs> except for his rap career. <laughs> I love Wildin' Out. Who doesn't love Wildin' Out? Wildin' Out is a classic staple in our culture. Dizzy Van Winkle. And every time you came on Wildin' Out, I bodied you in the freestyle. Definitely Let's go to verse. No, I had one good. I had a good ball one you time. He did have the one. Yeah, what's up about the my kids didn't look like me or some. No, no, it was a. Oh, you the Birdman of TV, and you need to pay all your little wheezes. Oh, yeah, no, I was a boy. <laughs> Who wrote that? Who that wrote was that it? Me, off the top. <laughs> That's a lie. Off the top. So back to back Mariah to versus. Yes, yes, versus. Yes, Who could go against Mariah? I don't think any. They were saying Mary. It's unfortunate. And we, uh, we only opened up this can. But the only person who has the level of talent, and this would never happen, the level of talent and hits. Whitney Houston? No. Because Mariah writes. That's why okay. people got to understand. 
Mariah's a musician. Mm-hmm. I'm not impressed by people who can perform songs that it took 30 people to make with you. Mm. That's, that's a lot a, of people, though. That's gonna be that's Michael live. Jackson. They can't stab it at somebody. But no, for that's Michael Jackson. That's Beyonce. No, exactly. That's Rihanna. Take, the greatest. I'm telling you, the greatest are the ones who can. You can put somebody in a room by their damn self and they come out with a hit. That's why Stevie. Shouts out to Stevie Wonder, the greatest artist. No one could ever do a versus with him. And that's like, I'm, that's <laughs> literally. He was one. He was one of the real ones that called me. That's like close friends, and he and I have this conversation. There's a different level. What do you say? I see what's going on with you, Nick. FaceTime me all the time. That's what I'm like, who is this for? Stevie, me or you? He's looking at the phone when he FaceTime me. He's so funny. He be like, yo, I'm driving. I gotta go. I can't be driving and talking about the same time. No, but I'm I'm impressed by artists like that. So only person in this day and age. That could go. That could have gone against Mariah Carey because she writes all of her songs. She actually produces all of her songs. She puts the songs together and performs them at a high level. R. Kelly. But that ain't gonna happen. That, I, I told you it's not gonna happen. That ain't gonna happen because of his personal endeavors uh, and all the things. What do you but mean? He, so for this for this era, or like what do you mean? Because because I'm thinking Prince based on I what mean, you I'm said. Not, I'm not here, bro. Yeah, yeah, Prince, but that like even because even people talk about like Mariah and Janet, which on that level of diva, I would love to see mm-hmm. it. Like the songs that we Mariah and Janet would be fire. Mm-hmm. But if we just talking about skill level, like when we saw you know when how we got excited for Dipset and the Locks, like if we talking about matching talents, yeah. because Mariah is a writer as and has written more hits than anybody. Only other person I could think of that has that ability that could sit down and make music. Mm-hmm. On the spot was R. Kelly. Well, she she got help in some of her songs. I didn't know Mariah did all that. Wow. I mean, no, JD, what, what did JD do then? Yeah, that's what he's, he's, he's a producer. He's a producer. Okay, okay. But again, that, I've actually watched Mariah write out lyrics and say, I'm going to go put this to mm-hmm. something. And then when you can perform it at a six octave level, yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I mean? And that's what I've, I watched R. Kelly do the same thing. His was on some like savant type, mm-hmm. though, like where he would literally be, and then. Five minutes later, it's a whole ass hit song. Obviously, he had so many other problems and issues and, and you know pain in his life that we will no longer get to see him do that anymore. Mm-hmm. But we still gotta acknowledge the the fact that the, the man was gifted. He was gifted. And, yeah, and, he had that conversation. I don't think he's around yeah, that yeah. conversation. So, but at that level, like he he when you think about the level of hits that he pinned and put together. Other than Jiggle because don't think it was a hit. But <laughs> I mean, it was a hit. I just, you know. Yeah, f- with it. Let's play it. Let's play it right now. <laughs> you want to play Jiggle? Right. <laughs> yeah, bars in it. Nick, I was like, call me the scarecrow. I'm looking for some brain. That's a bar. <laughs> Nick, we appreciate you for joining us. Let's go. Let's, let's play. We're going to play Jiggle before no, we go. No, you're not. Now I don't even want to hear it no more. <laughs> no, 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 we're going to play it. No, 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 people he keeps black people employed he's put out a lot of black talent out here in this culture over the years that's right this isn't nothing new so we just getting started and i know you just getting started so i I, I, we gotta salute nick cannon we do not give nick cannon his flowers enough man we really don't appreciate y'all so let's do it nick cannon don't give me no flowers plant some seeds Ooh. (laughs) (laughs) it's the breakfast club good morning the breakfast club your mornings will never be the same Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ MV. And our friends at Samsung have something big brewing over there. And I think it has to do with the new Samsung Galaxy. 
They keep saying, are you ready for this life? Not sure what it means? But come August 11th, we're all going to find out. Learn more at Samson.com slash reserve. This don't be a donkey, because right now you want some real donkey shit. It's time for donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, hit me with the heat. Did she get donkey today? Please tell me. Absolutely. I have become donkey of the day. It's the breakfast club, bitches. You're a donkey. Yes, donkey today for Monday, August 9th goes to a woman in Russia whose name I can't pronounce at all. Looking at this name is like looking at an eyesight test chart in the doctor's office, and it's about the 10th and 11th line. My God. What's her name? Do we have the pronunciation? Let me see. Ksenia Ochenikova. Mm. I think that's it. Spell it. <laughs> K-S-E-N-Y-A. I don't know. Okay. Now, what does your Uncle Charlotte tell you ever so often on this hair radio? I tell you that every day of our lives, every day we wake up, an essential part of surviving on this third planet from the sun is avoiding crazy. And it's hard to avoid crazy. It's like a full-time job to avoid crazy because crazy can happen anywhere at any given time and you never seem to see it coming. No better example than uh, Ksenia in Russia who is deciding that she wants to sue the fast food chain that has served billions and billions of us McDonald's. This is so ironic because I had a dream about the Golden Arches last night. I literally had a dream, and in my dream, I was guilt-tripping myself because I was about to eat McDonald's, okay? In my dream, I was going back and forth between ordering a quarter pounder with no cheese or a two-cheeseburger meal with a six-piece chicken McNugget, and I I wanted my fries hot. This was in my dream. Doesn't make any sense, though, because why would I want a quarter pounder with no cheese but then be debating about, you know, whether or not to eat two cheeseburgers, okay? The logic didn't make any sense, but it was all a dream. Okay, I had no idea what that dream meant, but if I woke up craving McDonald's, I can't blame anyone but my subconscious. And if I actually went to get McDonald's, uh, if I don't have the willpower to avoid eating McDonald's, well, whose fault is that? If I'm on some type of strict diet or if I have swore off fast foods, then it's all about me and my willpower. Nothing else. But this woman in Russia doesn't agree. She's clearly the type to never hold herself accountable for her own BS. We know the type to blame everyone else for their issues. Zero accountability for the choices that she makes because this woman is suing McDonald's because she claims that seeing a mouth-watering cheeseburger commercial made her break her fast during Lent. I can't make this kind of stuff up. We all know what Lent is, right? The 40 days that precedes the celebration of Easter. Correct me if I'm wrong, but it's a time when folks acknowledge the ways we turned away from God in our lives. And, you know, uh, we, we focus our hearts and minds back toward God. And one of the pillars of Lent is fasting. So giving up something for Lent is a form of fasting. People cut out small pleasures and, you know, offer that sacrifice up to God. Or they give up bad habits like Drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, weed, etc., as a way of turning their life back toward God. Now, this woman clearly had a meal at McDonald's that didn't make her happy. And since she is a devout Christian, she is expected to forego meat, uh, meat byproducts, poultry, eggs, and dairy. I never knew that. Okay, but according to the New York Post, this woman had fasted for a month and she was doing great until she saw a McDonald's banner advertising a cheeseburger and chicken nuggets. Let me tell you something. Mm. I've watched the documentaries like Super Size Me. I've read the studies that say Mickey D's has unhygienic food. Maybe that's the reason Jake Gyllenhaal and Aston Kutcher don't bathe much because they are what they eat and they might eat a lot of McDonald's. I don't know. I've read how Ronald McDonald's house has excessive sodium, fatty acids, and sugar in their foods. I've seen it all. But that does not negate the fact that McDonald's cheeseburgers slap, okay? 
313 calories of pure greatness, all right? That tangy pickle with the chopped onions, ketchup, mustard, and that slice of melted cheese, man! When you high late at night on a weekend and nothing else open, don't act like that two cheeseburger, two cheeseburger meal with some fries from McDonald's doesn't make your life better, okay? You may regret it after, but you just go harder in the gym that week. Or fast the next day. Whatever you got to do. But we're not going to act like it's McDonald's fault that we can't resist, okay? This woman says despite successfully fasting for the last 16 years, she couldn't resist because she visited McDonald's and bought a cheeseburger? She's suing McDonald's for breaching consumer protection laws and insulting her religious feelings. Would you like to know how much she is suing McDonald's for? Would you like to know? Take a guess. Take a guess, Angelie. How much do you think she's suing McDonald's for? Um, If that was me, I guess I would say about 250000 Mm, A quarter million. Okay. Like a quarter pounder? A quarter million for a quarter pounder. Envy, how much do you think she's suing McDonald's for? You got to go for the whole milli. Mm. Okay. Okay. Angelie says a quarter million. Uh, Envy says uh, a, a cool million. Well, guys, million dollars. Million dollars. Well, she is suing McDonald's for fourteen dollars. What? Okay. Mm. <laughs> All right. Her. I quote, guess for the prices right, I would have beat Envy. Yes. You yes, you would have. <laughs> uh, her, her quote, in the actions of McDonald's, I see a violation of the consumer protection law. I asked the court to investigate, and if a violation has taken place, to oblige McDonald's LLC to compensate me for moral damage in the amount of 1,000 rubles, which is $14. I don't know what's more ridiculous. The fact she's suing for $14 or the fact a cheeseburger and some nuggets in Russia cost $14. What did she get? A goddamn 40-piece and two cheeseburgers? Because don't know one cheeseburger and six nuggets cost no 14 the moral of the story is in life, you can't blame anyone but yourself. All right. Nobody else but you. You have to make your own choices and live every day with the consequences of said choices. OK, it may feel good to blame McDonald's for your dysfunction, but no, you have to take responsibility for your own life. McDonald's didn't do anything but what every other company does. And that's advertise. The advertising worked. You went in and bought exactly what you saw on the banner, which was a cheeseburger and some McNuggets. That don't got nothing to do with McDonald's. That got to do with the fact that you got an inner fat person in you that you can't control. All right? Please give, please give Ksenia. Let me see what the hell is pronounced. Uh-oh. <clears throat> please give, should settle that one. They should. Please give Ksenia Ovi Chinny Kova the biggest hee-haw. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah, they'll settle? They can settle out of pocket for that one. Okay. Mm. So, imagine so, going to court to fight that. <laughs> so, so can't so even give want, her a gift card. Y'all don't want y'all don't want to play a game? What? I don't want to play. I again. can't even pronounce her name. Why would I try to guess her race? I just want to say, I mean, suing McDonald's for fourteen dollars. I don't want to play a game. I don't no. know what race she is. She, <laughs> she's Russian. I don't know. No. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for that donkey today. You, you just can't even pronounce her name. How can we even know? Exactly. I, I mean, it's her, her name pronunciation doesn't have nothing to do with her race, right? You can see what well, she her looks name like. Is part of what race she is. Oh, you don't know which race she is. No. Okay. All right. <laughs> Messing up my Monday. I just want to play a little game. All right. Well, mm-hmm. thank you for that donkey today. Now, mm-hmm. let's open up the phone lines. 800-585-1051. Nick Cannon was on the show uh Sorry uh, uh, I missed earlier. that one. <laughs> yeah, that was a, it was a crazy one. Last hour. And he said some things. Uh, can, we, can we play what he said? That's a Eurocentric concept when you think about the, the ideas of, like, it's, you're supposed to have this one 
person for the rest of your life. And really, that's just a classified property. I don't want ownership over anybody. I don't have ownership of any of the mothers or like we create families in that sense of we created a beautiful entity. So I like, you know, I get into it because I don't you know, those are the concepts that a lot of people because we're so indoctrinated into it. Be like, mm -hmm. We have to have it this way. I don't subscribe to it. I actually think women are blessing us. Those women, those women and, and all women are the ones that open themselves up to say, I would like to allow this man in my world and I will birth this child. Mm -hmm. So it ain't my decision. I'm, I'm following suit. Basically, that's Nick Cannon's explanation for, uh, you know, uh, having having children by so many different women. He doesn't feel like he's. He's a one one she man tied type of down person. to one woman. That's yes. right. Let's open up the phone woman. lines. Let's let's get your thoughts. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. What are your thoughts on what Nick Cannon just said? And I just want to say this: that the views <laughs> expressed by Nick Cannon does not reflect the views of Rashawn DJ and V Khalil Casey. Yes, and the views expressed by Nick Cannon do not uh, reflect the views of Leonard McKelvey either. I'm a happily married man <laughs> who pours all his uh, energy into one woman and one woman only. Well, I'll tell you what I think when we come back. Mm -hmm. uh, all right, it's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Pull out, your, pull out your phone. Call in right now. You call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Break it down. 800-585-1051. The Breakfast Club. It's topic time. Call 800-585-1051 to join into the discussion with the Breakfast Club. Talk about it. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are the Breakfast Club on this Monday. Yes, sir. Now, Nick, Nick Cannon joined us earlier, and uh, he was talking about being tied down with one woman, and this was uh, what he had to say. That's a Eurocentric concept when you think about the, the ideas of, like, it's, you're supposed to have this one person for the rest of your life, and really, that's just a classified property. I don't want ownership over anybody. I don't have ownership of any of the mothers or, like, we create families in that sense of we created a beautiful entity so i like you know i get into it because i don't you know those are the concepts that a lot of people because we're so indoctrinated into it be like mm -hmm. we have to have it this way i don't subscribe to that so we're asking 800-585-1051 what are your thoughts let's ask ye first what do you think ye? well since i wasn't here i'll say this i think that people set up their relationships however they want to if he has women that are down with that and cool with that then that's on him now me personally that's not how I would have my relationship. I'm a very one-on-one -on -one type of person, so I can't see that. It would not happen for me. But again, I don't tell people how to uh, run their relationships. As long as everybody is in the know and willing and accepting of it, then do your thing. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, what Nick Cannon is, is doing and what he does uh, would not work in my relationship. I'm happy in my relationship. But like you said, if that makes him happy and everybody's happy in that, in that relationship and those women are happy, that's that's on him. But I'm not sharing me, my man. Mm -mm. For me, nah, I'm good. And I'm definitely not sharing my woman. There's no way in hell. I, nope. I can't even think about it. It's not going to happen. Right. Because Guillaume might be like, actually. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, listen, everybody's lifestyle is different. Uh, Nick has been married before. Clearly, that's not his thing now. Whatever works for him is what works for him. I respect the fact he's being honest with those ladies. You know what I mean? Personally. Uh, I like pouring my love and my semen into one woman. End quote, Leonard McKelvey. Now, why do you flirt with me every morning? Anyway, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Destiny. Hey, Destiny. What do you think about uh, Nick Cannon's thoughts? There is an excuse for him to be a hoe. 
plain and simple. No. You think you could see yourself uh, being okay with that with anybody? No. Not at all. No. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I mean, listen, I don't, I don't, I don't disagree with you. But uh, the truth to the matter is, if he got women that's down for it, eh, he not doing nothing wrong. And you're right about that. That's on them. Me, mm-mm, ain't gonna happen. I'm not about to be one of your numbers. Yeah, I feel you, boo. All right, mama. I need all the attention. You ain't gonna tell me. Oh, I gotta go be with her. Mm-mm. Nope. Everything. H- Hello. Who's this? Hi. This is Melinda from the Bronx. Melinda from the Bronx, what do you think about uh, Nick Cannon's thoughts and what he said? I think he just wants to leave the music dangling. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's what I told him. I said, I respect that game he running on them women. Because whatever he's selling, they buying. <laughs> exactly. It's pure game. He just wants to leave the music. I get it, I guess. Right. You can find anybody who's down for anything, by the way, because there's a Thank lot you. of guys out here who are not honest and doing that very same thing, but they're sneaking around and lying about it, and it could be just easier if they just told the that, truth. That's why I say I respect the fact that he's being honest. Because I know I was never that honest in my day. <laughs> is, is this the new thing, though? Because Sean Kingston said it uh, the other day that he does the same thing. Nick Cannon does the same thing. Is this the new thing? Is this the, the end What does Sean Kingston do? Well, Sean Kingston, um, I think he did have a relationship with one person, and now he's single. So while he's single, he does what he wants, but in a relationship, he wouldn't. I mean, I do well, think at some point in our society, uh, right here in Western civilization, uh, polygamy is going to be a thing. I do feel that way at some point. Do you really? I do. Wow. I'll probably be too too old to enjoy it, but uh, I Would think it'll happen one day. enjoy it? What? No. Mm-mm. Huh? Never mind. 800-585-1051. We're talking Nick Cannon. This is what he said about uh, being tied down to one woman. That's a Eurocentric concept when you think about the, the ideas of like, it's, you're supposed to have this one person for the rest of your life and really that's just a classified property i don't want ownership over anybody i don't have ownership of any of the mothers or like we create families in that sense of we created a beautiful entity so i like you know i get into it because i don't you know those are the concepts that a lot of people because we're so indoctrinated into it like Mm -hmm. we have to have it this way i don't subscribe to that what are your thoughts call us i love that all these women are calling in and expressing themselves about this let's go Call me. Add your opinion to the Breakfast Club top. Come on. 800-585-1051. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Gee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Now, if you just joined us, we're talking about Nick Cannon. He stopped through earlier, and this is what he said about being tied down to one person. That's a Eurocentric concept when you think about the the ideas of like it's, you're supposed to have this one person for the rest of your life, and really that's just a classified property. I don't want ownership over anybody. I don't have ownership of any of the mothers or like we create families in that sense of we created a beautiful entity. So I like you know I get into it because I don't you know those are the concepts that a lot of people because we're so indoctrinated into it be like mm-hmm. we have to have it this way. I don't subscribe to that. Hey, man, whatever Nick's selling, people buying. You know what I'm saying? I don't knock anybody's lifestyle just because it's different from mine. But, yeah, but you we've, know. We, we've heard this before. We've heard it. Sean Kingston said it uh, last week. Uh, Michael Blackson in his relationship. Akon allegedly well, let's be in clear. Michael Blackson is getting married now, so I don't think he's going to still be doing those same things. That was her main thing. Uh, her main no. thing was that she felt disrespected. That's why they broke up. No, so but I now thought he said they agreed to only one. One, one, one. I think one, he was joking. No, I don't think he's joking. I don't think you would joke like that. I do, I do. You follow him on Instagram? I don't think he's joking. (laughs) 
I don't know. But like I said, I don't knock nobody for their lifestyle. Whatever Correct. works for them is what works for them. I just know what works for me and what works that for me. That doesn't work for me. Nope. Yeah, yeah, what works for me is giving my all to uh, my wife. That's it. All right. Well, let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? It's Greg, man. What's uh, up, Greg? Uh-oh, Greg. What's your thoughts, what Greg? Up, up? I think that man tripping, man. Having all this <laughs> right now, man. Look, mm-hmm. I, got, I got five kids. How's I'm losing my mind? So how he doing it? I guess it's the money. Oh, you got five kids by one by one woman? One woman. There you go, King. Two sets of twins. I mean, we we asked him about that. I mean, he said that you know, uh, he said time is a man-made concept, so he will always have time. To be <laughs> but I will say, man, a lot of people kids. that go broke, like these pro athletes that made all this money, is because of having all these children to support. So he just got to make yeah. sure he keeps it going. Yeah, I highly doubt Nick yeah. gonna go broke. Nah, Nick yeah. ain't gonna broke. Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that had lots of money. Yeah, you know, but, but niggas that had, child support ain't no joke. Yeah, but niggas had money for 25, 30 years. Nigga, yeah, I Nick's don't, on a different spectrum. Yeah, Nick's going to be fine. <laughs> yeah, he, I think yeah, he's going to be a hell. You just don't know who's going to be like, I want some child support. Yeah, he'll be fine. All right, hello, who's this? Hey, it's Aqua like water, you know? Hey, hey okay, Aqua, like Aqua. Yeah, period. Period, so okay. Say, <laughs> I agree. I Listen, I'm going to just be completely honest. I like multiple partners. Now, I think marriage is for strong people. Me, personally, I will never get married because I feel like it's a trap. <laughs> so you said marriage is, for, marriage is for strong people, so you weak? Yes, yeah, and, and I'm very weak. She likes I, multiple I, partners. I need help. I'm a sex addict. <laughs> okay. Oh, you're a sex addict? Yeah. Oh, that's help. why you call yourself Aquafina, because you always wet. Well, period. But my name is Aquilicia. That's what my mom said. Oh, Aquilicia. I thought you said Aquafina. Aquilicia. <laughs> Aquafina. What's wrong with you, man? Oh, okay. Yeah, they call me that. They call me Aquafina, Aquaflow, you know. No, nobody can, call you that. Can you spell Aquanisha? I just want to know that. Spell it for me, Mom. Why do you keep calling yourself period? Oh, no. You know, that's just how I understand it. Oh, period. Oh, period. Yeah, I can't forget. What's wrong with you this morning, morning man? It's Monday. Aqua, can you spell your name for me? Yes, A-Q-U-A-N-E-S-H-A. Now, All how many right. men you got in rotation, Aquanisha? Aquanisha! Um, maybe six or seven. Period. Okay. okay. Do they all know about each other? They all know. Oh, well. <laughs> when, the la- when, the last time, when the last time... Uh, your, your, My bad. Your, your pH balance is just Thank all you. off, huh? You just disrespect. No, I keep myself clean. Man. There you I go. Protect. You keep yourself clean. Keep it clean, baby. I don't believe it. Yeah, I, I protect myself. I have to wear condoms because it's a big thing, you know? I got somebody stalking me right now, so... Okay. You got somebody stalking you? Yeah. Okay, so he's out of the rotation then. So you're down to about six now. Six or five. Yeah, about six, five to six. Yeah. Okay, right. well, you protect yourself, Aqualisha. Aqualisha! Uh, take care of yourself, man. All right? And don't let nobody give you nothing that you can't return to them, okay? Period. <laughs> I love y'all. Thank you. Yes, Thank ma'am. you. Period. What's the moral of the story, guys? I don't know what the moral of the story is because I was never <laughs> participating in this story. Okay? Now, let me ask you a question. Uh-oh. Aquanisha right. says she's with six guys that don't know she just got on the radio and said her name, and I'm sure there's not too many Aquanishas around. Well, uh, well, I guess they know now. She ain't called up here and said she was the brightest. Did she? <laughs> she didn't call. She wasn't calling up here claiming to be the smartest. You, right. you know what I mean? All right. Nobody ever said she was the head of the class. You okay? You right? All right. Shout out to Aquanisha. Mm-hmm. All right. We got rumors on the way. Yes, Styles P and Cameron. They discussed their viral kicking moment from the versus battle, and you should hear what they have to say. All right, we'll get into that next. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Listen up. It's just in. All the gossip. Gossip. The Rumor Report. Gossip. With Angela Yee. It's The Rumor Report. The Breakfast Club. 
Well, Styles P and Cameron had quite a viral moment during their verses. Now, Cameron was sitting down in the chair and he kicked Styles P. It looked like Styles P wanted to drag him off the chair by his sneaker. And here's what they had to say on Instagram addressing that. I was on the plane. My hip hurt. My brother kicked me, man. He kicked me hard. No, what happened was he tried to rip my whole pants leg off. I didn't. I sat on the chair. No, no. I know what was going I on. I felt the kick on the I, head. I did not know. I said, killer kicked me on the head. Nah, stop. Did he kick me nah. again? So that when I you, said, I love no, killer. No, when you did that, I said, I love killer. I said, are we a, my brother. Are we a Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage? I thought we were. I did say we were getting chippy. I thought we were Hulk Hogan and Randy Savage. Early before the fight, I said, killer, we getting chippy in there. I didn't know what. The DVD version of that versus with all the deleted scenes and bonus footage is incredible. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, moments that I'm sure will continue to be discussed um, from that versus. All right, now, Love & Hip Hop Miami, are y'all ready for this next season? Well, here is the super trailer that just dropped. I'm on a whole new mission, new record, new music. It's your boy, N-O-R-E, Big Chance, Yappy Hour, make some we wanted to show love to our legends. It's the moment. I'm trying to figure out if I want to keep focusing on the music or just invest more time in my real estate. I'm Ace Hood, platinum recording artist. Part of my journey now is raising the frequency of the minds of black men. Okay, my guy, the Yala. The Yala's <laughs> on Love & Hip Hop Miami this season. Yes. N-O-R-E. N-O-R-E and, uh, and Nary. Nori and Nary. Okay. Also, I see Ace Hood, you know, is on there. So Ace Hood was be. on there before, right? Yeah. So. Okay. That'll be nice, him and his wife. It'll be, I think it's going to be going Trick Daddy and Trina back again. Okay. I think Bobby Lights is back on again. Follow his OnlyFans. All right, now, OJ Simpson. This is interesting. Now, he recently did an interview, and in that, uh, he was talking to The Athletic about basically being in L.A. He said, I have trouble with L.A. People may think this is self-serving, but I might be sitting next to whoever did it. I really don't know who did this. And that's who, who that talking now? O.J. Simpson. Did what? Uh, the murders of his former wife, Nicole Brown Simpson, <laughs> and Ron Goldman. Okay. He said, I figured eventually somebody would confess to something, you know? I had one suspect I told my lawyers to look at. I still think he might involve, but I can't talk about it. But he, he did say he has a good life after being released in 2017 after a nine-year sentence over armed robbery and kidnapping felonies. He does know he don't have to talk about this, right? Like, who is he trying to convince? Himself? Like, why? He's sitting next to the person. Exactly. Like, why would you even bring that up in conversation? Yeah, I don't know. Because he thinks that whenever people see him, that's what they're automatically thinking. Right. Which is true, but still. (laughs) Sheesh. All right, Tashina Arnold has filed for divorce. Now, she split from her husband at the beginning of 2016 after his sex tape scandal with another woman. But now she has pulled the trigger on officially ending that marriage. So she has filed for divorce from Rico Hines this week. And it's been five and a half years since they separated. So, yes. wonder what takes so long. I was just talking about that because I was asking uh, somebody in the room. I was like, why do you think it takes so long when somebody knows they're not going to be together? And so sometimes it could be maybe you think you might reconcile. So you Mm -hmm. take your time with it. It's also financially you have to pay lawyers. Mm -hmm. So maybe sometimes people are like, I don't feel like, you know, paying for this. I can just live my separate life here while this person's over there until we can figure it out. But you do have to pay lawyers when you separate. Mm -hmm. So it could be any of those things. All right. Now, Mike Tyson has revealed on a recent episode of Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson that he does not want his son, Amir Tyson, uh, to box. I have my kid, the old one, he's 24. He wants to do this so bad. He wants like, to box. So bad for me, just chill the f- 
came in with fight Logan Paul and those guys. Oh, he wants he some gave, of that. Oh, he wants to do that. But I said, man, you have to get a job. You're getting your real estate license, man. You don't want none of that heat, man. I'm telling you. This drive people to commit suicide, getting humiliated in front of millions of people. You got to be able to take that pressure, that heat. Not many people could do it, man. He's right, though. You got to be a different breed. It's a different type of pressure, especially when you were, you know, think about how, how how big Mike Tyson was, and then when he suffered that defeat, the Buster Douglas, what that might have, what that must have done to him psychologically. And then people just talk crazy about you, and it's a one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one type of sport, so it ain't like the team lost. Exactly, is you lost, mm -hmm. you know? So that's not an easy thing to do. So. That's why the bounce back is so beautiful. That's why mm -hmm. when you see somebody come back from that type of defeat and you know regain their championship, whatever, we salute it so much and it's celebrated so much. All right, now, Raquel Palmer. Remember her? She put up that billboard trying to get Tyler Perry's attention. Attention, Mr. Perry. Raquel Bailey is your next leading lady, and that was her way of getting his attention. And it was a lot of people discussing it. Some people felt like that's not the way to do it. Tyler Perry even said that wasn't the way to go about it. Well, now, here's some good news for her. Uh, she is actually starring... In a movie, she's got a lead. I mean, a TV show. She's got the leading role on a new on a television show, All the Queen's Men, his upcoming show. So she said they've never talked about that billboard. They've almost pretended like it never happened. And see, the thing is, what was the process in those two years, though? That's what we need to know. What was she doing? Was she auditioning? Was she taking acting lessons? I'm sure there was other things that she was doing. Yeah. In these two years. And that's what we want to know. We want to know the process because you some people hear the story and they be like, oh, she put up a billboard, and two years later she's starring in the Tyler Perry production. Like, no, there was a process right. in between that. But I do feel like someone that goes through all that to get seen, I would hope that that means you're also doing the work behind the scenes. Because it does feel like if you're spending money on that, you're serious and invested into your career. So it's not like you just put up a billboard and then that's that. Absolutely, but that work behind the scenes has to, has, mm -hmm. has to be talked about. It has to be shown. Because that's what's always missing from social media. People just always see the end result. They don't see that process. I want to see that process. All right. Now, Frank Ocean has unveiled that he has Homer now. It's a luxury jewelry line and store. It kind of came out of nowhere. It's an independent American luxury company that he founded, and it's comprised of fine and high jewelry pieces, plus printed silk scarves. So the pieces are handcrafted using 18-karat gold, recycled sterling silver, hand-painted enamel, and American lab-grown diamonds. So you can go to homer.com if you want to see that catalog. And you can go in store as well and see that. So congratulations to him on uh, on this new brand. Okay, salute Frank Ocean. Yeah, the store is open. What's today? August 9th? Mm -hmm. It opens today, actually. And so it's open here in uh, New York City on Bowery, 7074 Bowery. Okay. All right. Well, that is your rumor reports. All right. Thank you to Revolt. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow. And the People's Choice Mix is up next. What you want to hear? It don't even matter. I, this guy's been calling this thing the People's Choice Mix for 11 years and hasn't taken a request what in about nine. I want to hear. Okay? Like, stop. Uh, Whatever. It's The Breakfast Club. The Breakfast Club. Your mornings will never be the same. Hey, what up, y'all? It's DJ MV. And our friends at Samsung have something big brewing over there, and I think it has to do with the new Samsung Galaxy. They keep saying, are you ready for this life? Not sure what it means? But come August 11th, we're all going to find out. Learn more at samson.com slash reserve. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. I just want to shout out. I was all over the place this weekend. Um, and yes, I had my mask on for majority of them. Mm. I was in Dallas Friday, Saturday, Milwaukee. And then Sunday, I was in Jacksonville, Duval. 
And then shout out to the uh, guy that taught me how to DJ, DJ Mono. He had a party last night in Atlanta, so I came to celebrate him. Because if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be DJing. So I always respect and, and appreciate him, even though we fight damn near every other year. But still my brother. Shout out to DJ Mono. Well, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Word. And listen, I want to salute uh, Anita Kopach. Shallow Waters, a novel, is out right now. It's available everywhere that you uh you buy books, man. So salute to everybody that got got them a copy of Shallow Waters last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, continue to go out there and do that. Why not? Is the audiobook um, book available? Or audio book is available. Audiobook was actually the number one bestseller on Amazon a couple of dope, days dope, ago. Dope. So the audiobook is absolutely available. It's available in every format. Yeah, well, since we all plug in our stuff, you know, my coffee, Coffee Uplist People is in Whole Foods starting this week, so I'm really excited about that. That's a really big deal for us, so shout out to my team at Coffee Uplifts People. It's just the beginning. All right, and don't forget, shout out to Nick Cannon for joining us this morning. You can see the full interview on our YouTube page. It's like over 90 minutes of great interview, so definitely go check that out. All right, when we come back, we got the positive note. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV, Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, uh, shout out to everybody that's uh, heading out to Coachella this weekend. It's five days left. I'm so excited for you guys to check out some of the dope cars and some of the, the cool activations we have. If you haven't got your tickets, get your tickets. Five days left for Coachella to see celebrity cars, exotic cars, monster trucks, uh, games, carnival rides, and just so much family fun. So I want you to come bring the family and have a good time, all right? And shout out to Angie Martinez and everybody that was at Angie's Barbecue over the weekend. I saw Mary J. Blige was out there. I seen uh, Maino. French Montana. Mm-hmm, French Montana. Uh, I saw Dream Doll was performing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saw Chinese Kitty. Mm-hmm. So shout out to everybody that was there supporting Angie Martinez. Absolutely. Charlamagne, you got a positive note? I do have a positive note. I want to salute, too, man. I want to salute Raven Saunders. You know, Raven Saunders, she just won a silver medal um, in the Olympics. You know, Raven Saunders is from the 843 Charleston, South Carolina, man. And, and you know, sadly, two days after she won her silver medal, uh, her mother her mother passed away. Oh, damn. You know what I mean? So um, if you follow Raven Saunders on Instagram, her Instagram is actually uh, give me one shot um, underscore. Give me one shot underscore Raven Hulk Sanders. Um, you know, they, 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 they're trying to raise money for the funeral and some other things. So she has her GoFundMe on, on her, her Instagram page. So if you feel it in your heart, if you feel, you know, like you want to want to sow a good goat, if you want to sow a seed today, right, you should go to her Instagram page and uh, put a little something in her GoFundMe, man. Salute to Raven Saunders, send the healing energy to her and her whole family. All right. Well, leave us and on a positive note, brother. The, the positive note is the longer you entertain what's not from God, the longer you postpone what is. Breakfast club, bitches! Y'all finished or y'all done?